this is the Corner to Calm podcast. In 2017, I realized my personal life was completely at odds with my professional life. I am now on a journey to speak with entrepreneurs, community leaders, and beyond to discover what motivated them to make the change, what motivated them to move from corporate to calm. You are very welcome to today's episode of Corporate to Calm. I'm speaking with Jennifer Santos from Mothers Reinvented and Jennifer is a career coach for mums. So what she does is she helps them return to the workplace after maternity leave or maybe find another career after having a career break. I think it's such an important conversation to have given my history, many women's history. When women have children, if they're in relationships, if they're not in relationships, it doesn't really matter what the situation is. They tend to give up themselves more than their partners do. And I just think it's so important whether you decide to go back and have a career, whether you don't. It's so important to find yourself through the vastness of motherhood. And I hope you enjoy the conversation because it's an interesting one. I think you may get a lot out of it, especially if you're considering a return to the workplace, if you're considering maybe setting up your own business, if you're considering, well, not considering, maybe you have no choice and you have to go back to work after maternity leave. Sit back, relax and listen to my conversation with Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Hi, Linda. I'm good. Thank you. Nice to be Thank here. You. Thanks for having so me. That's great. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yes. Um, I suppose it's, this is a little bit different. I always speak to people about their journeys and yes. um, how how they came to kind of find from corporate to calm. But um, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're a little bit different. You have had um, a corporate to calm journey. Sometimes it's not going into calm, obviously. Um, but yeah you help people make that journey um a lot of the time and yes. um you're more you're a career coach for moms I suppose is the, is the best way to describe you mm-hmm. um so tell me about I, I suppose tell me about you where you want to start if you want to start where you want to um okay. about your career and how you progressed into this um position yes okay well so I was originally from the Philippines so I moved okay. here to do my my MBA and after my MBA, I, do, I love, now live in England, in Surrey in particular, yeah. and I am a mom to three boys. So I went here, as I said, to do my MBA. After that, I took on a career as a, well, the, the title is called strategy consultant okay. for a number of consulting companies in London. That was great. I mean, absolutely loved it. Um, get to ex- be exposed to a lot of issues. You meet a lot of new people. That was really, really great. I got to travel a lot. Mm-hmm. But something happened, and I I called it a cataclysmic change. And that was, I gave birth (laughs) to my my eldest boy back then. And, you know, I took took one year off maternity leave. It was great. Obviously, you know, first-time mom, spending time with my child, learning the ropes of motherhood. It was great. But I also felt lonely, to be honest as a mother and especially since you know my arrangement it was my husband and myself here we did have a lot of friends or all our family were elsewhere not within England so that was I think the support network was something that I craved although I said I do have friends but you know I just miss having family around yes and also I I just craved for 
having my own identity. And what I mean by that is sometimes, you know, when you become a mom, you lose your identity mm-hmm. for some strange reason. And I felt that I needed to do something else. I want to say something more because, you know, motherhood in itself is a great big responsibility. Mm-hmm. But I've always believed I'm, I'm multifaceted, just like any other woman. <laughs> and I craved going back to work. So I did after a year. But things changed. Yeah. Absolutely changed. I felt always inadequate is a word I always use. I felt like I'm running from this to that. And I had my child in nursery. And I remember exactly five o'clock. I have to be out of the office, hop on a train, go back to go back to Surrey and make sure I picked up my child. So it was always that battle that I was failing in work and in being did you, ever, did you ever get those looks when you're leaving I at did, five o'clock I did. like you're getting a half day yes like exactly <laughs> so seriously when I left my desk at five o'clock I got the stairs you know I strongly felt that but you know for me it's not the amount of time you're in the office you could be nine to six nine to ten and doing nothing right Similarly, you and, can... and, and isn't that isn't that the case that the past couple of years has taught us that we do not need to be in an office to do, do our, need to be in our job. You don't yeah. need to have your bum on the seat yeah. as if you're working. You know, it's, it's not confined to a nine to five or being in a cubicle. And so, you know, I've always questioned at that time I was questioning myself. I was saying, is it worth it? You know, I'm I'm, I'm not progressing clearly. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm and also the work arrangement. I felt that I wasn't being given the right project already. Right. I felt that, you know, to your point, I was being excluded from the social yeah. circle. Yeah. Right. So there were drinks invitations. Right. Obviously, I couldn't make it because I had to leave at five. Yeah. But later on, you're, you're not even on the invite anymore. Yeah. So you strongly feel those changes happening around you. And that was when I decided to say, look, this is not good. this is not the right thing for me anymore. So I decided to take a career break. Mm-hmm. And it it was, you know, I took a two-year career break and it was great because I needed that yeah. for my kids, but also for myself. I knew that the work I was doing as a strategy consultant no longer fit with my new values as a mother, as a person, as a woman. But my biggest dilemma is I didn't know where to go. Okay. I, I, it was more of I'm neither here nor there. I knew I wanted to change. Change into what was a big question. Was my big, and no, I just didn't know where to go. So that time, it was a year of, well, two years of reflection. But then, you know what, I decided, I looked into my core and I said, what do I really want to do? And I decided that I want to open my business and I also want to go back to corporate. So at the moment, I'm doing both. So I have my business, which is Mothers Reinvented, but also I do have a, a day job as well. But I was very intentional on that day job. I knew exactly what kind of role I wanted to be in what kind of organization I want to be part of and you know it it's it's now working so well but I know how difficult it is you know for moms to make that journey to return to the work or change your career after a career break there's so many emotions to navigate mm-hmm. there's so many systemic challenges to be overcome mm-hmm. and therefore you know that's the reason why I, I put up Mothers Reinvented to even help one mom I would be, you know, exceedingly happy already. So, and do you think that you needed that? Um, like, obviously, the mother's reinvented is such an organic um, creation from your yes. experience, and yes. then wanting to help another people. But do you think that you needed that two years to decide 
okay, I want to do Mothers Reinvented, but I do want a corporate career as well. I do want, mm -hmm. you know, that it, it was important for you to take that step back and go, this is where I want to be and this is what I want to do. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that two years, I wouldn't even put a um, quantification on the number of years. Okay. But I just yeah. needed that time to decide and to be sure that this is what I wanted to do. Even when I switched to that corporate job, you, you know the feeling that you're never sure. You will always yeah. never be sure. You will never feel ready. But nonetheless, I just decided to take the leap, right? And so, yes, I needed the time off to clear my head, um, be intentional, and really know with certainty what I want to do. And at the same time, by having that break, I felt that I was more available to my children, not yeah. just in terms of you know, a certain number of time, but I really was there for them, be present, and not just, you know, doing something else and then juggling. So I, I really needed the time, it benefited me tremendously. Yeah. And so how do you help women now? Like what, obviously, you have been through the experience and it's it's great yes. that you have that understanding so what what will you would you do for say a mom returning to work from a maternity or if somebody has taken a career break and they want to change right. their careers what do you do yeah. for them well a common a common denominator that i see among moms wanting to return to break certain emotions and i felt this myself so number one is that lack of confidence yeah. As I said so earlier, and also that imposter syndrome feeling. So all these emotions um, come up. Yeah. And so the first help that I do is mindset work in the sense that trying to anchor who you are, trying to really understand, get to know, reclaim your identity based on your strengths, the wealth of experiences that you had um, before going on a career break. And I must emphasize it just because you went on a career break doesn't diminish at all you know your strengths your experiences in fact you've had more experience going on a break right you've you've accrued a lot of other skills in the process so it's just that mindset work really first and foremost is the very first step to really reclaim and have that be in the right frame of mind mm -hmm. on to tackle the next step and the next step is if a mom decides okay i want to continue with my path then you know, preparing what I call a brand assets, really getting your story out, really making sure you're ready to pitch yourself back again. But if a mom doesn't know yet, or like I was, I'm still trying to figure out what they want to do. So it's a whole career change process, the whole career discovery. What's next step for me? What are the, my career options? So those are the things that I help moms with, but it starts really with mindset work um, at the very beginning. Um, what do you think I mean we've talked about confidence and imposter syndrome yes do you think that um I suppose the employer helps with these situations or do you think that they nearly abuse the fact that yeah. they are that there is women returning to the workplace that are vulnerable that are you know maybe a little less confident that they were before going in and and as you you say you weren't getting the projects that you wanted in mm -hmm. your original um, position. Do you think that employers take advantage of that um, humility, that lack of confidence? I think a large part of it, a large part of them still do, honestly. Yeah. You have, of course, a handful of organizations who have that open, more progressive thinking. Yeah. But for me, that sort of 
view, I would call it a systemic challenge, starts even before a return to work mom goes in or, you know, starts work within an organization, even in the hiring practice themselves, right? So the, the, the hiring mechanism, right, the recruitment practices, unfortunately, is still biased against moms who have that gap on their CV or, you know, biased against someone who has a nonlinear career path. Yeah. So even then already, you can already see that there's, there's bias. And when a mom comes in work, as you said, you know, there's always that taking advantage of the fact that perhaps a lot of moms, a lot of women, I certainly felt that have difficulty saying no, right? So it's very clear to set boundaries as well. But, you know, because I, I felt that as well. So I know that the, the, the difficulties that mom go through when they return to work and we still need a lot of things to be changed from the organizational perspective in their thinking in the way that they treat moms with families or with children yeah I mean it's it's so funny that like I suppose the last two years has been really different in the sense that I know from my experience my partner he has kind of seeing what you know they see what you do they see what happens on a daily basis and I think it has flattened a curve to a certain extent but it's still it's not too flat if you know what I mean but yeah it's 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 still that I, I I the word systemic is so big because what changes I mean you can see from a man's perspective people are so reluctant to take paternal leave and paternity leave but there's there's so much out there it's like I can't even risk taking three months off um, my career and women take three years off their career in some cases five years off their career in some cases and it's just it's set up for failure nearly exactly yeah exactly or you know even when you return to work right Mm -hmm. there is not a lot of support mechanisms in place to make it easy for the mom to transition back in. It can be in the form of training, mentoring. A lot of organizations don't have that. Like mm-hmm. straight away, moms would be put at the deep end. Um, so there's also that bias and the lack of supporting structures within organizations to really help mothers return to work moms, you know, who have this break of their CV, cope and be successful in their career. It's almost as if we're set up to fail immediately. Yeah as opposed to having those, um, yeah, as I said, support mechanisms in place. And do you think that um, we mentioned that there are obviously progressive businesses and corporations out there that yeah. are really trying and trying yeah. to evolve, but does it take government intervention or somebody external to care about this? Because it doesn't yeah. seem to be happening. You know what I mean? Like we still require quotas um as far as you know absolutely maybe um you know council councillors are concerned or um mps or tds over here you you know even in those positions there's very little representation from women i mean we have had the first case that um a tg which is an mp in the uk has been out in maternity leave in the last year yeah the very first case Wow, very first. In, 20, in 2021. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but I, yeah, as you said, I mean, it's very rare, right, to see moms um, progressing higher up in the organization. I mean, if you look at the board, right, you, 
it's still all male, predominantly yeah. male, right? So it's still, um, it, the organization is not set up for mothers returning to, from a career break. Um, it's not set up that way, sadly. What are, what are the solutions, do you think? What could happen? What, what would you like to see happen? I like to see, as you said, um, more organizations having a more progressive view. I know that a lot of organizations now have a stronger diversity stance, a stronger inclusiveness stance, but it's not just on paper. Like, what are your practices? When I interview for organizations now, that's the first thing I ask. What arrangements do you have in place? It's not just a nice playbook, right? But as you said, perhaps more government support as mm -hmm. well. Right. I know there's been discussions here in the UK about a menopause sort of leave, right? But what, what, what can we do to help support organizations have that return to work mechanisms in place, right? Mm -hmm. What is it? It's not just having a room where a mom could breastfeed. Yes, yes that's good, but it's not enough, right? Mm -hmm. What else could we do to make sure that moms who are so talented, right, who have this wealth of skills and knowledge, Go back to organizations and add value. I think there was a study done by PwC um, and they've quoted the actual amount or that is being lost to the economy as a result of not having mothers, qualified moms return to the workplace. I remember the figure was 7 billion pounds. Wow. So can you imagine that amount is huge. So more support mechanisms need to be done so that organizations would have that structure in place to support mothers returning from a career break and it's it's just bizarre to me mm -hmm. like it's so I, I suppose as women we're on the back foot from the start you know on yeah. parity of pay on absolutely you, yeah. you know and and then to have children which is the natural thing to do I mean, exactly. you know, there's <laughs> yeah. plenty, don't get me wrong, there's plenty of people out there who decide not to have children and more power to yeah, them. But it's, 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 it is a natural progression. And do you think, but do you think that there's women out there who kind of go, I, maybe I won't have children for my career? And the struggle honestly, between that as well. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I've worked in a few organizations. I've had women colleagues. And that is the very thing that they mentioned to me. I remember I was in the cab traveling to the airport and my colleague, bless her, she, she's beside me. And she said, I can't be doing what I'm, be, I'm doing if I have children. Yeah. So you see, you were made to choose between A or B, Yeah. right? Where you will have work with no kids or you will have kids, but your career will suffer as a result. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that way, right? As mm -hmm. you said, it's a natural progression to have children, to raise them, to be good members of the society, right? So why should we be penalized for doing exactly that? Mm -hmm. And do you think that the past two years has helped the situation? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if there's one of the few good things as takeaway from this pandemic, right? It's a huge social experiment that we are now able to work from home yeah. and demonstrate that you don't have to be in a cubicle to be working, right? So the, the last two years has really promoted that idea of flexibility, mm -hmm. the idea of um, about being bound, you know, not bound by geographic locations for you to be able to work. I mean, when I read up of, you know, talking to my clients as well, before the whole pandemic happened, they're always saying, what 
job can I have that is just within the school hours, right? Yeah. So you already have that boundary. But since we're all working from home now, you can have more options um, by, by way of work. You, you have greater opportunities, right? So the last two years has proven that the, perhaps the nine to five thinking you have to be in a workplace, all of you is rather archaic already. And you can mm-hmm. see that, you know, it has changed the way that we are thinking about flexible working arrangements, hybrid working arrangements as well. And do you think that, um, I suppose, for, for me, I can see that women have evolved in their thinking, yes. obviously, like there, there is a, an appetite out there that, yes, I can be a good mom um, and I can have a career, whichever yes. career I want um, in at the same time. But that it is a case that the mindset of so you mentioned that you do all this mindset work and everything like that but the mindset of the employer still hasn't changed and like what are some of the situations that have mm-hmm. arisen from the people that you've worked with have have they have you examples of some of the crazy stories <laughs> yeah there? no no lots of crazy stories to be honest as you said you know it's one thing to have that mindset work to have the readiness but from a systemic point of view if organizations are not hiring Mm-hmm. right then or have this you know archaic thinking then you would have that clash so yeah you know part of the, the the good stories that I can share is that a lot of moms have realized that hey after all I want to open my own consulting business okay right so yeah. it's that discovery of I have the skills may or may not necessarily work with an organization I can do my own thing so that's a good story that, you know, I can, I can illustrate. Um, and also the nice thing about that is when they open their own business, they already have a progressive thinking mm-hmm. and therefore they just say that, oh, I want to hire more moms or I want to hire, you know, um, they have that flexibility already um, in their thinking. And so that would then perpetuate when they do hire some of the women out there yeah. as well. What are the three things that you would suggest for um a mom returning for to the workplace um what would you suggest that they do what how can they best prepare themselves yeah i think you know plan and plan some more <laughs> moms are good in planning anyway but when i say plan you know i mean you know that there's going to be a fundamental change in your your rhythm your routine if you have younger children that might employ you know putting them on a child mind or a nursery so plan as far in advance for those arrangements that you are doing currently. If there's household chores, for instance, that you can outsource. So set that in place. So at least that's already been sorted. And, you know? and not feel guilty about it as well. <laughs> exactly. Not feel guilty. Yes. Yeah. Um, the second thing I would advise in terms of planning is, you know, have a dry run, right? Yeah. If, if two weeks or a week leading up to your start, wake up at the time that you need to wake up as if you're working, have that dry run. So you already feel accustomed um, with this new change coming. It doesn't, it doesn't seem as daunting because you've already had that sort of acclimatization process. And aside from that, I would also suggest, you know, be realistic, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. we set our expectations too high and then we fall flat. Okay. It's okay to feel nervous, but also know that the first few weeks or months there might be bumps and that's perfectly okay, perfectly normal. So having that acceptance and that understanding 
will also help you transition back to work as well. And is there anything that um, mums can ask the employers? I we, we mentioned that you talk about if, if you go for a position, you'll ask about their values and everything like that. But yes. say if, you know, you're returning to a workplace that you're familiar with, yes. what what can a mum do that mightn't have the confidence? I you would know, suggest, previously, you know, like what, what can they say? You know, is there any th- way they can go about it and just feel a little more confident going yes. in? What would you suggest they say? What, what I would recommend, you know, I mean, speak with your manager, but I would strongly suggest is shadow someone, right? Okay. So the first few weeks, first few months, shadow a person right um just to see the lay of the land understand how 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 things might have changed and how you can um cope with that if there's um say if you're working in the tech sector for instance and technology there's new technology new tools in place then by all means have a training on those tools as well just really equip increase your your knowledge or do some training courses as well but also you know if you, you need to speak with your manager and say, I, I need more support in a certain area, right? Don't, don't be ashamed to do that. If you say, I need my boundaries, I cannot work from this hour to that hour, then say it up front as well. So those are the things you just have to really um, lay stake <laughs> or identify what you want to get out of and um, sort of say that right at the beginning. And do you think... I. It- you know it, I, I think that sounds amazing but yeah a lot of people are afraid to do that because they think Understood. that they they haven't been there for so long if they've been right. on maternity leave and right it's it's nearly that whole thing is that I can cope I can cope I don't have to ask questions and and you would say the best advice is you know show your vulnerability show that Absolutely. you haven't been in the position for a while exactly and there's nothing to be ashamed of that but that- yeah I can always believe how can you overcome your fears is through action. You cannot isolate and put yourself in a silo. So if you feel that you are missing a certain knowledge, you have a knowledge gap, approach someone and even say, look, I've been out of the workplace. Can you show me? And I've always put the, I've I've always believed that people love talking about themselves. (laughs) Other people love talking about, you know, their zone of genius. Tap into that. Hey, I know you're good at, say, Java or whatever, like uh, programming. Can you just give me a 20 minute, 30 minute training? And, you know, they would love that because you're yeah. coming from the perspective that I'm tapping into your knowledge. I acknowledge you as you're the guru, you know. So, as opposed to approaching, can you help me? I would love to know what you're doing. So, it's always also that curiosity mm-hmm. and showing and demonstrating that you're you're willing um, to learn, right? Mm-hmm. And would, would definitely help. But I don't believe that by isolating yourself mm-hmm. and saying, I'm scared, I'm scared. The best way to overcome your fear is through action. Yeah. And you'll that's, realize that's, that that's not so bad at all. That's such sound advice because I think as people, we just, we go into ourselves, as you say, the isolation part. And then we're kind of like, if I let people know I can't do this, they're going yeah. to think bad of me or they're and it's it's nearly a snowball effect exactly and you also have to realize you hold, you know a lot of things which that person doesn't yes. we all have our different areas of expertise yeah. right i i know what i don't know right and i know who the person to approach 
that's yes. the stance that you should have and bringing it right back around and we talked about um you dry runs and you know practicing before yes. getting up at that time and everything yeah like even conversations with um our partners at home about what you expect of them that's exactly absolutely. as well isn't it absolutely yeah so as i said you know a lot of things will change people around you also need to make that change with mm-hmm. you your partners your children um i remember having this conversation with my child and say okay from this time from this date, you will be in the nursery, right? So other people around you need to know that change itself. Yeah. And when you transition to work, it's important to have that support system around you because you're going through this big um, change in your life and you need that people in the same journey as you, with you and supporting you in the process as well. Yeah, and it's almost asking for help. Mm. from Asking from your partner her. from your exactly. children as well and saying that yeah. I can't do everything alone exactly yep I remember yeah. telling my my boy from now on you have to do your bed <laughs> from now on <laughs> you have to be more diligent with your uh <laughs> you know with your chores and everything <laughs> and um as far as career change is concerned and yeah. um you've you've developed this amazing um business of mothers reinvented what is it I suppose is it how do people mm-hmm. career change how do, how do they evolve into something else have you seen that it because uh, I, I know speaking to life coaches or career coaches previously yeah. you're nearly tapping into something that is already there and you're helping them to draw it out but yeah. tell me about some of the the great experiences yeah. that you've had with um, yeah. women who've just become um, better versions of themselves yeah. through, through chatting to you. I think, you know, with career change, it's one of those that you have to act it out. Okay. You can't think it through, right? I've, I'm always one bias for action. Clarity comes with action. So what do I mean exactly by that? You know, my analogy is I remember choosing my wedding dress. I remember I had the picture in my head. It has to be this cut, this color, the, the strain is this long. I knew exactly in my head. Same with career options. You think you know, right? And most of the time, your basis is your past experience. Oh, I know I'm good at this. And therefore, the jobs that will most likely be good for me is based on this skill. Or this is my university degree. And therefore, I think this is the jobs that would suit me. Yeah. But you're putting a boundary on that, right? You don't know what's out there. So going back to my dress analogy. So I went to the, <laughs> to the shop and then was just trying on the dress that I had in mind. And then I realized, mm, it's not as nice as I think it is. So there's that process of validation, right? Yeah. Um, same with career, right? When you explore, you don't have to have an anchor. What I mean by that is allow yourself um, do not inhibit yourself. Allow yourself to think of various options regardless. It's very easy to fall into the trap of, oh, I, this is the job I want because I think I need to be in this job because I have children, X, Y, Z reasons. So you're already putting a boundary. Okay. You have to explore. And, you know, possible options is, you know, even for me, even thinking of who are the, who are the people that I follow on social media? Or what are, when I go to a shop, for instance, 
which types of shops do I go to, right? It can be, you know, one client of mine, you know what, I like going to home shops or I like browsing through homes in um, real estates. And then turns out they have a knack for interior design, but their background comes from a completely different field. So mm -hmm. try to think about what is what interests you. Who are the celebrities you follow, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why do you follow them? Is there something there? And then once you've had sort of that short list, then I would say validate, like the wedding dress analogy that I have. Validate, you can be shadowing someone if you can do volunteer work related to that, because of that action, you would have more certainty that yes, I actually like it or no, I don't actually like it, right? So it's that process of really trying to come up with options, not based on your previous experience or your past, but you know, allow time to, for you to develop those options, which you might not have think of. So going back to my dress analogy, <laughs> the lady in the shop told me, you know what? I think you might like this. When I first saw it, I said, absolutely not. But then when <laughs> I tried it on and I said, wow, I liked it. So same with career options. Yeah. Do not discount a possible option immediately because it doesn't fit the mold you had in your head. So do you know what's so interesting about that is that when we're talking about working in a corporation, we're talking about creating barriers but when we're yeah. talking about creating our own happiness and our own yes. we're talking about getting rid of those barriers and exactly. and it's really interesting that you know yeah. it's it's about it's about self-preservation in one um one side mm -hmm. no indeed indeed um you know as you said it's self-preservation is one thing that's very important hi linda creating boundaries for self-preservation yeah. in yeah. your corporation but yeah. it's actually it, making those boundaries um invisible exactly. you know or you know building getting over those boundaries when yeah. you want to do something for yourself when you find that passion so it's really exactly. interesting yeah. that it's you know to create happiness in a corporation it's nearly boxing yourself in to a certain extent and then the a complete opposite for your career which is brilliant yeah. Yeah, and also one of the boundaries you think confines you is your age. Sometimes yes. you feel, oh, I'm at this age and therefore I cannot be sort of exploring. But no, age is not a barrier at all, right? Self-preservation yeah. has nothing to do with confines as well. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The other thing before um, we wrap up, the other thing I wanted to talk about was um we've mentioned obviously we're talking about maternity we're talking about career breaks here we tapped into menopause yeah. there um yeah. briefly but is there something this is i'm just thinking while we're chatting here yeah. like is there something around you know your menstruation menstruation cycle every month getting your period every month and that the hormonal hormonal changes that you experience yeah. it's only i'm in, i'm in my 40s now and i think back at 23 in a corporate yeah. environment and being highly emotional for a couple of days a month and that yeah. not being taken into consideration. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's, I think organizations still have a lot to do with celebrating yeah. differences. Yeah. As you said, you know, it seems as if the perfect employee has to be this way, right? There's a mold. 
we need to celebrate differences, right? So as you said, men, you know, the menstrual cycle could affect or impact the way you think. Yeah. But I've worked in organizations where I've had colleagues who are neurodivergent as well, right? Yeah. So they think differently as well. Yeah. That's not to say they're not effective in their work. They're, we just have differences that we need to celebrate and not, you know, not necessarily an instant ticket to alcohol HR because that doesn't align with, you know, sort of the mold. It's just silly for me to think at this day and age, we still have to grapple or confine who is the perfect employee. There's no such thing, right? We yeah. should all celebrate our differences. All of us have our unique um, talents and skills that we could add value to the organization. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And the biggest, yeah. the funniest thing is that when we, we chatted at the start about leaving at five o'clock and, yeah. you know, maybe some looks or whatever. And it's yeah. like, what is the point in you sitting there till 7.30 looking at the internet? To absolutely. Make somebody, you know, and that's what hap is happening. And exactly. it's no quality of work life and no quality of life because... No all you're you're all you're doing is sitting down to make somebody else view Happy. you in a different way exactly yeah. exactly you know as you said you know I've, I've seen colleagues a lot of the males okay fine you're there what half past seven in the morning yeah but I can see <laughs> your Facebook pages on for instance so uh, are you really working right football, I mean our football scores <laughs> <laughs> exactly so this whole idea of you need to sit there just because someone at the top says you should be sitting there is bizarre, absolutely bizarre. I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, what What has been your proudest moments through this journey that that you've been on? You know, the proudest journey I've had is probably my barometer is my children. <laughs> of course, I'm a career woman. I am a mother, but I'm most proud when they say that mommy, we're proud of you as well. You know, initially at my my sort of working mom journey, I always felt guilty. I still do feel it now, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But I always felt the need to ask permission for yeah. my children that, hey, can mommy go to the airport because mommy needs to travel? That is gone now, right? Okay. And then I love that my kids talk about me and they're, and they're proud of me. And, you know, so for me, that's been my proudest moment that it's constantly evolving journey. But when my kids tell me that they're proud of me, then I must be doing something right. That's good. That's yeah. nice. I like that. Mm -hmm. So a corporate to come, it, we're all about, you know, creating your own happiness through taking a risk and yes. through, you know, maybe taking a leap that you didn't think that you were going to do. Yes. What would be the biggest piece of advice I know you've given so many nuggets um here today but what would be the biggest piece of advice uh with somebody on the kind of precipice of making a big move in their career what would you say to them you know I would say take the leap <laughs> honestly it's nerve-wracking fully understand it's scary the unknown is scary but what would be more scary is is that thought that oh I didn't try it I just mm -hmm. stayed right so I always think is what is more scary or what is the greater cost, the cost of not doing anything mm -hmm. or the cost of going for it, taking a leap and realizing that A, it could fail, but I still learn from it 
or A, it actually worked out, or B, sorry, it actually turned out well. So what is the biggest fear? Doing nothing or having a result? And there will always be a result. So I would say, take the leap, you know, when you're worrying, when you're scared, ask yourself the question, what's the worst that can happen? Yep. And you realize that worst that's in your head, it's not so bad after all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, is, where can people find you? Where, where can people get in touch with you? Yeah, well, um, I, I, I do have, I, I have my webpage, obviously, mothersreinvented.com. I'm also on Instagram. And I have my private Facebook group as well. So if you're a mom on a return to work journey, you know, by all means, please join us. On, we do have our tips, our um, training sessions. And, you know, it's nice to be surrounded by a community of like-minded moms as well, because this journey can be lonely. And so, you yes. know, if you're with other moms on the same process, it, you know, makes it far easier to be I on this it. process. That's yeah. brilliant. And we can put some of... Um put that those details um in the in the okay. um episode and everything like that the yes. other thing is um just to tip on it while you've mentioned it there i know you mentioned it at the start as well the loneliness um mm-hmm. and to prepare like the biggest thing for, like join groups join i mean i know that the last few years has been very difficult if there's been a lot mm-hmm. of online and everything but yeah you know to have a mom and baby group when you're absolutely. on that maternity leave absolutely right? It's important to surround yourself, as I said, you know, with that network. Sometimes family might not necessarily understand your situation. So it's important to surround yourself with people on the same journey or who have been on that journey and have done it successfully. Oh, that's that's very critical. Jennifer, that is such a super way to finish. Surround yourself with people that are on the same journey who have been on that journey. Absolutely. so much for coming on the podcast i really appreciate all your tips and i hope um, people get loads out of it thank you thank you so much for having me pleasure thank you for listening to the corporate to calm podcast please subscribe leave a nice review or simply come back and listen to us next time i'm linda monaghan motivating you to make that leap from corporate to calm